0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the bridge. So if you guys can open your Bibles up, please open up the Genesis 37, because they're going to be in there for the whole night. <laughs> and how many of you know about the story about Joseph and his brothers and the betrayal? Raise your hands. All right, cool, Awesome. So going through a little recap will be awesome for all of us. So first, before we start, I just want to say what the title of my teaching is, and it is Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself. I know that's a a little funny uh, homage to Ice Cube, but it'll be something we'll be going through and talking about our emotions and how, at times, us as humans, we can let our negative emotions uh, control us instead of us controlling them. So please look at Genesis 37 and I will start off. So to go back in the recap, we know we have Jacob in Genesis. Uh, Jacob has about 12 sons and his sons are Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Navihel, Gad, Asher, Isaac, Char, Zelm, Joseph, and Benjamin. And we start out with Joseph being 17. Ronald, your guys' age. Now, one thing we know in this chapter, and you can read right, right at the start, that Jacob had a lot of favor, had a lot of love for Joseph, so much because of Joseph being his firstborn to his second wife, Rachel, that he cared a lot. And you you kind of put Joseph a lot of responsibility and authority over his other brothers at times. We can see that, you know, going through, we see that uh, Joseph will be given tasks to go report onto his brothers. We see that in the beginning when Joseph told, when this talks about how Jacob asked Joseph for a report and Joseph comes back with bad news about his brothers. Some things that his brothers did and he reported it. Because of this, his brothers did not like him. So one thing we're gonna go through, sorry, let me go back here. So we go through the whole story. We start out, Joseph is asked to report. And then next thing he goes is he has, um, he goes and it shows that Jacob loves him. Sorry, guys. All right. (laughs) Who here knows about the rainbow coat in the story? You guys know it? So who here knows why he got it? Yeah, over there. Hmm? What? Exactly. So he was a favorite. Now, what's, what's that one thing, because of favoritism, what did his brothers not like? Go on, go on. Yeah, his brothers were jealous, right? Who here has been jealous since before in their life? And they they see something else and they see people have something they don't have, right? So we see the brothers be jealous at at times because of their own brother, Joseph, and because of the favoritism Jacob had. Going through, we are given another snapshot of Jacob having two dreams. One dream is basically him uh, is 12 uh, bundles of hay. 11 is bowing down to the 12th one. We see that in Genesis 37. As we can see that Joseph's been having these dreams that God's been giving him, he's been going to his brothers and saying these dreams, his brothers respond back and negatively, right? He's like, they're like, why, why are you treating us like this? Why will you think we'll ever bow down to you as their pride is in rage? Now, another dream that Joseph had was the 12, uh, the 12 stars, the sun and moon, all bowing before, 11 stars, sun and moon, all bowing before him. And even this time, Joseph brought it up to his father and his brothers. And even his father rebuked him and says, Are you th- do you think we're gonna bow down before you? But his brothers had so much hate, so much negativity, that they didn't even want to uh, even think about him at times. So, what well, I'm going on with this story. Later on, we see all throughout the story, brothers have so much hate and resentment towards them, as towards Joseph, as as they're going on. Joseph is showing this favoritism, but they keep on having this jealousy and hate, keep on going further. Later on, Joseph has been asked by Jacob to go out and go check on them, right? They're going working out in the field. Jo- Joseph is walking towards them. He cannot find him. Ask some random person to go find better directions and as he's going approaching them in the field the brothers see him they look at him oh there's that Joseph the dreamer let's kill him it's it's crazy right they just see him the first start first sight and the aside just they just want to kill him. and you see that and uh you see that in Genesis 37 as he's walking up to them, we have their oldest brother, Reuben, who is trying to talk him out of it. And he's like, guys, we shouldn't, we shouldn't kill our own brother. We shouldn't try to, um, you know, hurt him. You know, not, we should just throw him in this pit and just let him die alone so we don't have blood in our hands. All along, Reuben was thinking about trying to save Joseph and trying to get back to him and bring it back to Jacob. So the brothers agreed with him, and they decided to throw him into the well, the cistern. As Reuben was away, the brothers started having lunch. This is crazy. Like, they, they start, they beat up their own brother, they strip him of his robe, they throw him in the pit the pit of emptiness, and then they just start having lunch, start sitting down. And it was until Judah starts seeing traitors out in the distance, and he's, like, wondering, hmm, it's a good opportunity. You know, he says to his brother, Judah says to his brother, in Genesis uh, 26, or 37, 26, what will we gain by killing our brother? We have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let us sell him to those Ishmaelites, traitors. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And all the brothers agreed. So they go and they sell him into slavery. And that's the end of the story right there. We see that Joseph, been shown favoritism, been shown um, doing nothing to his brothers, those brothers just have these emotions, this anger, this hate over him. That's one thing I saw while reading out this chapter is how the brothers cannot control their own emotions. A lot of their emotions you guys saw, you know, through jealousy, through hate, through pride, through envy, they left them unchecked. And that's why on the screen, they left their emotions unchecked. Now, I want to tell you guys, having emotions is not bad. You know, God designed us with emotions. Emotions are there for us to actually understand our surroundings and use it as pressure gauges for understanding what's going on. But when you leave your emotions unchecked, that's where you have problems. When you let your emotions guide you, that's when you have certain problems. Now, we kind of focus a lot on Joseph's brothers talking about this uh, at chapter 37. I'm not asking you guys to view them as role models, but we're gonna use them as ways we can learn from their mistakes, from their bad decisions, from their lives. So the first point I want to talk about is unchecked emotions lead to even worse emotions. How many of you guys, know, been to school, you wake up very tired, you wake up very moody, and you're like, hmm, I'm not feeling well. Raise your hand, how many of you have done that before, right? It's common, all of us have. How many of you guys from that tiredness start to lash out at others at school? Right? I've done it. For me, at times, I've seen myself at work. I'm working so hard. I'm doing a lot, and then I drop the ball because I get tired. And from dropping the ball, I get the embarrassment of fear. I get tiredness. From that, I can start to lash out at my other coworkers. I'll start to just yell at them no not angrily but i will be very different in my personality that's because i was letting my emotions guide me and lead me that's how we see a lot of joseph's brothers right we see that like literally they had so much jealousy they had they were so jelly over their brother especially when you got a whole new uh rainbow coat and it's like you know your dad bringing you to like the nicest store getting you like an awesome three-piece suit, or for the ladies, an awesome dress, and your siblings are just super jealous because you got that, right? They had that jealousy. From that jealousy, they had a lot of hate and resentment. So much that if you look at Genesis 37, 3 to 4, so much, and this is talking about the, the coat. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe, but his brothers hated Joseph for the father loved him more than the rest. They couldn't say a kind word for him. Now, if you were to look in the Hebrew, the word used for they couldn't say a kind word for him is shalom. Shalom means peace. That they couldn't even be peaceful with their own brother. That's crazy, right? I can't imagine my own siblings, my older brother, my older sister, um, being so mean to me that they wouldn't be peaceful. They didn't even want to wish peace onto me. So much that we, we wish peace onto other people in our world. Even people that are not our siblings, but imagine how it was for Joseph because of his brothers, that they had so much jealousy for him. They had so much hate after that jealousy because it grew into hate, and them not controlling, not them not un, them checking their emotions, had led to that. In the end, and you can look on the screen, their jealousy led to even worse unchecked emotion of hate. All right, second point. Unchecked emotions can lead into sin. For me, an example, I I gave him past my high school. At times, I'll be talking about the test, talking about how I um, did on scores with my friends. My friends will be putting out like A's, B's, but for me, when I hear that, I felt embarrassed because I I felt prideful that I didn't want to be lower than them so i let my i let the emotion of fear of embarrassment to grow and what i did is i would lie to my friends i would lie and say my grade was higher than theirs or the same as theirs now that example of me doing that is showing like how i let the uh emotion of embarrassment actually guide my decision guide my my decision to lie to my friends to break my trust with my friends and to Uh, lied to them about my test when we observe the hate of the brothers for joseph and going back to genesis we see many simple actions because of their jealousy they had they had jealousy which went into hate and from that hate they went into many different simple actions including planning to murder their own brother you can read on the screen they have left their unchecked hate in their hearts to lead them to murder From this, they they also led led them to want to lie to their father, led them to selling their brother into slavery, all because they just had this hate that they did not even look at themselves, did not even look at it. Lastly, on just this first point, unchecked emotions create weak people. Now, let me ask you guys this. Who here has done something that you has seen something happen in the world but didn 't want to do anything to to help out right you had the you had the ability to step in righteously, but you didn 't I did that too at times I will see people cheat on tests, and i wouldn't say anything because i didn 't want to lose status in life i didn 't want to lose my friends, which even now thinking about i shouldn 't have those friends if they, I would lose them i've seen people steal. I didn't say anything because I felt like it it wasn't my job. And I was afraid. At times, even I cheated on my own test in high school at times because I was afraid of failing instead of doing what was right. When we let our uh, emotions guide our actions, we let them call the big shots, it shows that we cannot handle ourselves. It shows that we cannot uh, control, we cannot stay in control of our emotions. If we can't control our emotions, how can we expect to do better in the world? For example, letting emotions of fear, like I just said, ruin different opportunities in your life. That's something I noticed when I was going through this, this chapter. You guys know, remember, I was talking about the brothers, and I said the oldest, Reuben, and how he did save Joseph's life, but Joseph still got sold in slavery afterwards if you guys look at the chapters, Reuben's plan was to be like, hey, let's just throw him in the pit. But after throwing him in the pit, he was going to go and try to save himself. Looking at that, Reuben could have been like, you know what, instead of trying to outsmart my brothers because I'm afraid to actually stand up, he could have stand up, put his foot down, and say, you know what, guys, it's not right to do this. It's not right for, against our father. It is not right to go and just kill our brother or sell him to slavery. But instead, he tried to outsmart his brothers. And because of that, he was able to save his brother's life. But he was failed to bring it back to Jacob. You know, letting that fear of a of rejection guide you and make your decisions, you're, you're going to miss the mark at times. So let me ask you guys, what do we do now? How do we keep our emotions in check? Well, that's easy. Sounds easy, but not really. We pray, examine, and move forward. When we pray, we pray to the Father about our emotions. We can see this all throughout Psalms when David is praying um, to God about whenever he's angry, whenever he's joyful. We can see in Psalms, in Psalm 62, 8, oh, my people, trust in him at times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. You can see that God wants us to go and pray to him when we have these emotions. You can see the brothers, they didn't do that. They didn't go to the Father. They also didn't really think too much about God themselves. So they didn't go through, and when they had emotions of hate, fear, anger, Jealousy, instead of going to the Father, pray about it, and ask why it's like this, they just moved on. They let their emotions control them. Next thing on top, going back to the pray, examine, move forward, is examine. When we examine ourselves, it's about taking a second look at ourselves and wondering why do we have these negative emotions. For example, you know, if you're sad, what is the reason why you're sad? For me, at times when I get sad, when I get um, bummed out, I would try to go pray to God and be like, why, why, why is why is this like this? You know, God wants us to go and bring our sorrows, our joys to Him at all times, so going to go into Him and asking why. And now you look at yourself and you want to find, you want to find out why. If you're angry, why are you angry? Look at yourself. What, what what has made you angry? Is it because someone have offended you? Or have you offended someone and you want to be right? So at times, when you're examining yourself, when you're looking at yourself, taking yourself from a second a second perspective and see why you're angry, put yourself somewhere else and be like, okay, I'm going to look at myself from the third person. Why is, like for my example, why why is Isaac angry? What's going on? Lastly, if you're jealous... First, stop it. Don't be envy. (laughs) But if you're jealous, wonder why. Am, Am I not content in my certain season? Do I see other things that other people have that I'm like, hmm, I want that? So at times, we should always examine ourselves and find out what the root cause for these emotions. Remember, like I said in the beginning, emotions are like the pressure gauges to what we do. We let them see and indicate what's going on so we can use them to make decisions. But if we just let let one emotion to do all the decisions for us, not good. Remember, in the Bible, even talks about in 2 Corinthians, we destroy arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God, but we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Right? That means looking at every thought we have, capturing every thought, and examining it. Because we know our emotions, left unchecked, can go out, can break out. For me, an example I've done my, in the past, and I still do it today, is I go on long drives, and I'll be alone in the car, and I will start to talk to myself at times, and be wondering, <laughs> Isaac, why, why are, why are you mad right now? Why are you furious? Why are you angry at this little inconvenience in your life? It helps me to go and remind myself that. You know, I'm not, I shouldn't be having these emotions of hate towards others. I should be having, I shouldn't be having this anger for because it's inconvenience in a day. It allows me to go and take a double check of myself. So, now lastly, we talk about move forward. Now, what does that mean? Doesn't mean suppressing your emotions. No, no emotions are there for a reason. God designed them, just like I said. But what it means to move forward, and what I'm trying to say is, you know, when we need to forgive. We forgive others. You know, that's something that the the brothers did not do. Is they didn't forgive their own brother for know, ratting them out, even though the brother was right to do it. But they just had constant hate for him, for Joseph. At times, when we move forward, we need to take our emotions, look at them, and stand firm. If we have fear, you know, if you guys are afraid of something stand firm because we know that God has our back there's no reason to be afraid because we are for the all because we have the almighty protecting us remember to to observe the emotion and not let it control us after we move forward to keep on looking at the emotions and to know what's going on in first Peter 5 8 be sober-minded, be watchful, your adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to defy devour. We're constantly under attack, guys. So it's constantly important for us to keep in track and keep in mind of our emotions. Always have them in check. Because if we don't have them in check, if we let them run loose, you know, we don't know what could happen. In Proverbs, you know handling emotions you know it says that whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty he who rules his spirit then he who takes a city saying that he who controls himself controls his own emotions is even mightier than someone who could take over a big city a quote i love from c.s lewis from the abolition of man the heart never takes the place of the head but it can and should obey it the head should be the final authority the actions we do. Now, I'm gonna ask you guys, you may be thinking, Isaac, you've been talking about keeping your emotions in check. It sounds easy on paper, but it's hard in practice, right? I'm, I'm gonna say it, I'm not perfect. I've said a lot of those things about trying to keep your emotions in check, but at times I do slip. I do let my anger lash out. I do let my uh, Jealousy sometimes control what I think in my thought life. It it feels so hard to practice, and at times it feels like I give up. But that's the beauty, guys, is we don't have to feel like it's too heavy to control our emotions, because we have Jesus to rely on. All these things I talked about of praying, moving forward, and examining is something that Christ has shown us when he was here on earth. Because he, he was human, too. He had emotions, too. And he showed us a perfect way of how to handle our emotions at times. You guys know the, the story of the garden in Gethsemane, where Christ is going up and praying. It's the night before he was, the night he was betrayed. And he's praying to God, God, please take this cup away. He's showing that he has this emotion of fear kind of He's afraid of the pain and suffering he's had to have to go through. And asking one last time, please take this cup away. Well, that's one thing that Jesus did. He went to the Father when he was anxious and scared of this. But what did he do afterwards? After going to the Father, he examined it, and he was like, but your will, not mine. Another example, we see Christ uh, showing us the right way of handling our emotions. we can see it throughout the Bible, you know, he was uh, joyful at times. He was sad when he saw his, uh, when he saw Lazarus die, and we heard about him, and he wept. And at times he was anger when he was flipping tables. But the thing he did with his emotions, he did not let those emotions control him. He let those emotions go, uh, Understand the situation, but his actions were not sinful. So, guys, I ask you guys when we submit to Christ, sorry, when we submit to Christ, it it helps us control our emotions. You know, in the Bible, it talks about, for my yoke is easy to bear. And my burden I give you is light, Matthew eleven thirty. 30. When we see how easy Jesus' yoke is, and what that means is when we submit to Christ, when we look to him and we say, Christ, I want to do what you do, God. I want to be able to uh, control my emotions, control my my thoughts, control everything, how you want me, Christ. When we submit all of our thought life to him, when we submit to him, it makes it smoother for us to control our thoughts. It doesn't seem as hard as we we think it is to say, I can't control my rage, I can't control my anger. But knowing Christ, knowing the power he has, um, we can. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.